Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and with me as always to talk all things socialism and no wait, wrong podcast, um, all things women's cycling, <laughs> all things women's cycling is my dear friend, comrade Sarah. How are you, Sarah? I am good. Are you recovered from Worlds yet, Dan? Um, yeah, look, I am. I am. Um, Worlds was fantastic, don't get me wrong. Uh, we'll go down in history as the greatest Worlds of 2017 easily. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, I, I've had time to have an indrawn breath and am now prepared to talk... Dun-dun-dun... Transfers. Transfers. Yeah, mm. we're going to have a transfer theme podcast. Now, we're doing it now because while not all the teams have announced all their transfers, there's a lot around and there's some really big shakeups. So we're going to have quite a short podcast. God, why do I even pretend? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's going to go as long as it goes. If you're on the tube, just fucking crack your hip flask, take some whiskey and sit back, relax and try not to eyeball your neighbours too much. All well, good. Dan is going camping tomorrow, so he has to get up early in the morning to, to get himself ready for camping. So we're not going to be like, a, this isn't going to be one of those three-hour spectaculars. But yeah, we're going to talk transfers. And I'm going to have a bit of a rant about the UCI points system. I've done this before, but I, you know, it's it's always a bit of a, oh my God, why? Um, because Us, us will rant about something to do with the UCI. That's, that's unheard of. I know. I know. Tell me about it. So transfers. Um, so... In men's cycling, there's a specific transfer window, right? Yep. Where you're not allowed to talk transfers and things like that. And there, and there's also the interesting thing that transfers, while they're announced now, don't kick into place for the until the season until the first of January. So it's always a bit dubious because you get riders who are, for example, going on their new team camp string, but they're not really allowed to be photographed, and they have to wear their own, own old team kit. And possibly also borrow a bike because they might have had to give their current team bike back at the oh, yes, season yes, and yes. stuff. So, you know, yeah. it, what we're saying is it gets weird. It's like like transfer season is like uh, the entire peloton makes it to the end of Worlds or a week or so afterwards and then kind of accidentally wakes up in, in an episode of Twin Peaks or something where everything's just a little bit off. Yeah, so, and, and the season hasn't ended as well. So we've got mm. the, um, I mean, I'm, I don't know. It's apparently a gorgeous, gorgeous part of the world that they're, that, that they're going to be going, that they're going to be going to. Um, when they go to China, oh God, I can't even believe I can't, I've forgotten the name already. I'm so bad. I would say Tour of Guanghuao, but I don't know if that's right. Um, yeah, Tour, Tour of Guangxi, sorry. Um, the Tour of Guangxi Elite Women's Challenge. We've got the Corona de Nations, the, the one yep. tour that have got oh, the Colombia, and then the South African race, the 94.7 Cycle Challenge. Yeah. And those so... still happen. Now, I think that there's going to be, I feel for the Tour of Guangxi because if you're there's there's a lot of riders who aren't necessarily going to want to race because a lot of them feel like they you know you finish worlds and then you go on holiday yep well and particularly because you know um for example like uh aussie cyclists will be like on holiday now because through the traditional sort of end of year holiday period of christmas new year's and whatever they're actually in hardcore training trying to peak for 
nationals and um and the summer racing down here so you know there's a, there's a significant chunk of the peloton um who who literally have to take this time right now to try and recover relax give themselves some downtime before they're back in the thick of it by you know november yeah and it's i mean it's a difficult thing isn't it because on the one hand um it's on the one hand it would make sense to cut the season off right the season finishes at worlds full stop yep but on the other hand that doesn't help because you know your australian you know the, the aussie summer is the aussie you can't have races in certain parts of the world that are going to attract the big teams and be ridiculous travel like you couldn't uh, it, although the no. temperature is going to be super super hot for you with your aussie in the with the aussie the aussie, aussie summer season you can't have it in the aussie winter season because who's going to travel to australia yeah, exactly. in no one's, june or no july yeah, exactly. Or, or you know, like for example, no one's, no one's back to backing, you know, the tour down under with the Giro Rosa, for example. Yeah. Or, or skipping Flanders to come race the Bay Crits, no matter how good they are. Like you just, our block of racing works, in, in no small part due to the seasonality of it, and yeah. you know that that becomes a key part of it. So yeah, there's there's all of that sort of logistical stuff, and and then also in the more broad sense, you know, the UCI's um, ongoing mission to expand and, and globalize the sport does require you know a growth in in not just the number of races but where those races are. And I'm not entirely uncomfortable with you know some of these newer races being on the shoulders of the the season proper, you know, at the start and end. I I don't mind that. But I do think there's a problem when it's the world tour. I mean, the, the problem will be if the UCI decides, because one of the risks we've got at the moment, and we'll talk a little bit more about what the shape of the season will look at once I've done that work, <laughs> which I haven't done this week. Um, but we'll talk a little bit more about what the shape of the next seasons will be. The risk is that the UCI decides that they're going to mandate that world tour teams have to ride all the world tour races they do this with the men's teams but the men's yep. team have a lot of money yeah but, you know yeah. The, 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 the men's team that goes to the tour of beijing for example is not the same squad that goes to the tour de france the problem is is that it's not even about the money when we're talking about the tour of guangxi in uh, in october we're literally talking about not having enough riders and not having enough not having enough squad because if you've signed up for another team there's yep. you i can see why you might want to give your all to the bowls rental ladies tour for example because it's world's prep and blah 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 and you can sure. get out on a high but i'm not entirely sure riders who want to you know who are who are kind of like feel like their season's over want to go to china at this time yeah. of year and, and it's, exactly. it's apparently and, stunning and also you know teams then who for example have riders who are moving on and their points with them don't necessarily want to invest in sending someone all the way to china you know just to compete in a race well we talked about that last week a little bit mm. about the bad the bad stories that we're hearing about teams and riders who are um you know who are who basically get shattered by because they because they don't want to stay with their current team and the bad behavior that happens and we talked about that last week so um, and it's going to come up a little bit this week too, because there are some implications. You can definitely see looking at riders that who's been picked for their, you know, for their um, points. Yep. Yep. So 
not all the teams have announced some big names i hear lots of rumors are moving i tend not i i sorry if i don't share my rumors i kind of moved my position on this over the season but i over the years but i kind of tend to think that mm, it's i can i can get behind why some teams would like to have a gigantic big shift big announcement but you know but let's look let's talk about transfers um i think the team that has changed is changing the most for 2018 is canyon strand uh yeah look they they're definitely um what about half their roster is is coming in new yeah i am fascinated by this one um obviously now we, we've been drip dripped canyon shram there's been they've been announcing who's who's coming and they're also announcing who's you know who's going not you don't necessarily have a choice about it they announced way early that they're bringing in paulina fran yep no she writes there already doesn't she sorry that's a lie she announced, yes. they announced they announced early last year they're bringing in pauline fran this year they announced early they're bringing in cassia Newadoma. Yes, yes, that's the one. Yeah. Losing yeah, my which... mind. And they've also <laughs> announced that they've bringing in Alice Barnes to join her big sister Hannah, who's also staying on. Um, Tiffany Cromwell's staying on. And they've got some more moves. They're, they're definitely upping the German side. They've, they're a German-based team. They're bringing in Lisa yep. Klein from Sibella Bigler, a young writer who's been around for ages, and Krista Riffle, who's a second-year, if I'm right, elite. She was a former winner of the... A junior energy walk tour, which is a really big indication of success for the future. Uh, another young German. Yeah, yeah. They're also keeping Trixie Warwick and Alexis Ryan. The reason they're upping their Germans is they're losing their Germans. Well, one German in particular. I mean, I almost made a one-ring joke, and that would have been just too much. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But who are they losing, Dan? Well, uh, it turns out that uh, old mate Lisa Brenauer is uh, moving on to... Um, Wigglier Pastures? Wigglier Pastures? Wiggle high five. Lisa Bernauer yeah. is going to Lisa. I'm fascinated by this. They've also... Um, Lisa Bernauer is going to Wiggle high five. Barbara Gurishi is going to Vertu, um, Vertu Pro Cycling. I'm, I'm interested in this. They're going to be a very... They've got this core of the riders that they're keeping. They've got Hannah Barnes, who's been developing... Tiff Cromwell and Trixie Warwick. Oh, it's a rumour. It's only a rumour that Trixie Warwick is staying there. But Tiff yeah. Cromwell is the only one who's... Tiff Cromwell and Hannah Barnes, the only one who's confirmed as staying there so far. But yeah, with Alice Barnes joining her, that's going to be interesting because Alice Barnes, as far as I'm aware, hasn't worked as a domestic. She's been like having a team built around her. So this is going to... I imagine that she's going to be domestic, learning domestic trade along with Lisa Klein and yeah. Krista Riff. Cassie yeah, Newadoma is, of course, a huge big name. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And look, honestly, I mean, while there's going to be a learning curve there for, for Alice, I mean, I think the synergy of her and Hannah being on the same team will be really interesting um, in terms of the dynamic that that brings to it. And it's hard to look at this team, even with their, their development Germans, um, and not sense that they're, they're coming at next year's season with a real renewed focus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's they. We've talked a lot about Canyon this season because they definitely, definitely, definitely struggled through the spring. Mm, you know, the mm. results haven't been as strong as they would have wanted, and and that's not to diss yeah. them. It's just it is a thing that happens, and it's no, also. No. I think it was it's surprising. Certainly... We, 
expect to see a first-year team struggle a little bit, I think. But Canyon wasn't really a first team because they, you know, there was everyone knows about the coup, right? Uh, the yeah. team used to be run by Christy Scrimger, and um, there's pretty much a coup uh, run by Ronnie Lauka, where the staff and most of the riders were um, basically left, left, left the team and started the new team that looked remarkably similar. The big loser was Christy Scrimger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, basically, um, you know, on one day, 90% of the team were part of Christy's team. And the next day, they were a new team. And I still find... That still leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I can I can understand that. I mean, it's it's always one of those difficulties with, with a sport, you know, and, and maybe we haven't talked about this as much as some of the other aspects of it, but, you know, when the so much of the... I'm air quoting furiously now, stability in the sport is at the whim of the ability of team management to um, attract and retain sponsors. Um, and that can have a huge impact on um, the the way that everything operates internally within a team. Uh, there's there's real struggles sometimes and, um, and it can lead to political machinations. Yeah, and Christy Scrimmage's team struggled... Was very public about their struggles with with mm. um, with, spon- with sponsorship, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So you know, so I can, yeah. I just, I mean, you know, there's ways to do it, right? And obviously, no one knows the full story. That's the other thing is, you know, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Is is it's not like, yeah, it's a it's a difficult thing. Anyway, so Canyon Shram is the big changer. Now we don't know much more about Wiggle High where it's going. It looks pretty stable. Um, Audrey Cordon Rigaud has extended. Lisa Longo Borghini has extended. Um, there's rumours there is a, a, there, there, we definitely know Lisa Benauer and Eleanor Barker have joined there's a rumour Kirsten Veld is going oh really mm-hmm. well that's a hell of a rumour yeah um, and Eri Yunanami uh, of uh, of who the Japanese writer from yep. uh, they, they, they from uh, who was from FDJ has joined them is joining them mm-hmm. it's pretty fascinating Yes, yes, indeed. So, yeah, so will there be more signings? I and mean, we know we know Yolin Dora is leaving them, right? Um, we know yeah. Yolin Dora is going to going to Orica, going, going to Orica Scott. Orica, which um, you know, I welcome Yolin to the ranks of proud young Australians, and um, I politely ask for my eyebrows back. You, yeah, you're not convinced by this, and I'm interested I... why you're not convinced by this. Look to me, this is uh, so. I could be completely wrong about it. Uh, it, it. Partly, my my surprise is that this is a little uncharacteristic for Orica, who have not typically invest, invested heavily in multiple foreign writers at a time. Um, but also, then for me, I, I find it an interesting move in terms of um, Annemiek van Vleuten's extended her contract with Orica. Um, similarly, um, Gracie Elvin, Sarah Roy, Amanda Spratt are all extending. Um, you know, and, and so adding Yolene certainly beefs up potentially the, the strength of the team overall, but it's hard for me to picture where Yolene actually fits in this team. Oh, are you thinking about Sarah Roy and Nettie? Uh, not Nettie. Um, are you thinking about Sarah Roy? And I'm thinking about Roy. 
I'm thinking about Roy, and I'm also thinking about Kat Galford a bit too, who, you know, word's not finally in on what she's doing, but, um, it, like, like there's, a, there's a couple of things there that it's just like, I, I guess what I'm getting at is I, I don't see a clear step forward or step up for Yolene in this move. I, oh. I don't see I don't see this being a next step in her development as a as a more senior and more um authoritative writer, you know, in terms of commanding um, you know, her rightful place at certain races, etc, etc. I mean I could be completely oh, no. wrong about no, it. No, no, but... no. You see I think it's more a case of I feel for Sarah Roy because I think that that I don't know whether we'll see Roy having the chance to develop into the rider that we've seen glimpse we've seen her becoming this year because well, i think I, put, I, look, I, I, because if you're okay here's what i think's going on and this is all conjecture i think there's been a shot of cash into orica in a oh, major no, way there's been there's some, we're not just talking jerry ryan money for them to get Yolene Dora. and one of the things that's really interesting i think that's really important to just kind of talk about for a moment is Women's cycling wages have gone up massively in the last couple of years, like relatively relatively speaking. They're still nowhere near the men. But someone like Yolene Dora is, I reckon, definitely got to be on six figures, for sure. Right. Annemiek van Vleuten, absolutely, without a doubt, well into, well into the million euros um zone not 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 even no 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 question about it you know sorry not don't don't mean six figures that's ridiculous um sorry six figures five figures like yoning door definitely in the hundreds of thousands and i would expect that animate van vleuten is is probably up there with the one of the i reckon she's one of the top is highest paid riders in the sport yeah right right now, okay considering that when and i think that animate van vleuten's contract extension will be at a very, very, very different price to what Annemiek van Vleuten's original contract with Orica was. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it would have to be to, to keep her. Um, yeah. You know, it, yeah. It just she's at the top of her game right now, like, yeah. undisputable. Now, this is from a team where they could only, where the reason that they didn't 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 pay for, pay for international riders was they literally, in the last couple of years, haven't been able to afford it. Mm, I think mm. there is some serious cash on the horizon of, um, of, of, of of Orica, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a team name change. Well, look, I I I, I think you're right. And this is the still... problem with not being able to talk about things about with with the, well, with the season change. This is one of the things I'm talking about about the season absolutely. changing, because yep. Orica Orica Scott is Orica Scott right up until the first of the first of January, January. and then. Yep. I mean, it's especially interesting because, of course, Aussie racing season starts on the 1st of January with the Bakerets. Yep. So, you know, what, what, what's going on? I genuinely don't know. I've got ideas. And, and it, does, it does make it hard, yeah, like you say. And then you add in the mix of, of rumours and then bits of verifiable information or whatever, and it does make it complex. And, and this is the thing. So, like, like I say, I could be completely wrong. This could turn out to be the best move ever. Um... But it's certainly one that I'll be keeping an eye on with with more than a little interest, and and not just, um, you know, for the the most obvious reasons, but you know, just to just to see what actually happens to the team overall. Uh, the other thing that I think is interesting and possibly slightly off topic, but when has that ever stopped us? Um, is touching on as you say, um, 
while wages have increased in the peloton as a as a broad rule it's one of those things too that when we talk about that it's also important to be mindful of um, much like wages in the rest of the world um, it's it's a it's a widening of the gap in some ways you know we still have a lot of teams um, at the other end of the budgetary spectrum. Yes, but I think I mean that, that's always going to be the case. I mean, a pro con- a continental team is never going to be offering the same wages as a as a as a as a world tour team. Um, no, 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 and, and absolutely. But my, the main reason I'm I'm bringing that up in particular is because I think it is important to remember that both of those things come into play when you hear rumblings um, every now and then of oh no, we couldn't possibly introduce a minimum wage because uh, it would kill teams. Yeah, yeah, and also you in know, the context of Mobistar. And teams like that yes. coming in. Um, yes. We've talked about Movistar all season, and they've announced that they're who they're going to open. And I am really super disappointed about it. They basically skimmed off the top Spanish riders from Vizcaya Durango and Lowentech. Yep. And to that, they've added Ana Santes de Ban Gonzalez from Ali Cipollini, who's probably the her highest profile Spanish rider. Um, yep. Bianic from FDJ and Malgo Zatsa Jasinska from Ale Cipollini. No, from Silence. Yep. Now, I I think it's it's. I mean, I look at that team and I'm disappointed. Well, it's hardly a team that that lights your imagination on fire with possibility, is it? It's and the thing is, normally speaking, and I think this is where the you know, Movistar were trying to go with their narrative was, you know, it's our first year, go easy on us kind of thing. Which, for a team just starting up, for example, you could you could kind of go, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But when you're actually more properly spoken of amongst the ranks of Sunweb and and mm-hmm. Lotto and and you know established, known and historied teams with big investments in men's cycling. The expectation is that you're bringing a little bit more to this. Yeah, and I their argument is we are here to develop Spanish riders, but I I'm I don't think that that's this is the way to do it. So the reason that Orica Orica have always been there to develop Australian riders, and I'd argue that they've got um, they've probably started from a stronger position than Star have, just because there's been a really shockingly la- shocking lack of development in Spanish in Spanish women's cycling. You know, it just is one of those things. I'm gutted for the Spaniards because you know my heart lives in Spain sometimes, and I you know I want to. <laughs> Oh, yeah. much, much as mine did in Norway that day. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, cut to the quick, eh? <laughs> I'm speechless. Oh no! Oh no! You finally stopped talking. I know. Anyway, so you know, so so um, and I love. You know, I've got a lot of Spanish friends who are passionate Spanish cycling supporters who really make me, you know, love the sport. Yeah. But, but. Yep. The thing is, is when you're developing, you compare it to, for example, um, t- high tech is there to develop uh, Scandinavian is to there to develop Scandinavian yep. riders, as an example. But they never have been like this. They always have had some up and coming rider from a you know who's who's going to be get, getting good results. You can't. I don't think that you can have a development team where without having a a good rider who you can work for. And develop around like there's there's there are some very exciting riders from Spain who could develop well, but I don't think this is the squad to do it in. And my point with Movistar 
I mean, a lotto, lotto is exactly the same. Lotto Sudal is an embarrassment to go with the men's team lotto, just in the terms of obviously how much budget it's got and what they've actually managed to do with it over the years. It's just, it's shameful that that's what the lotto men's team, which is so big and so important in men's cycling, that's what they do in the women's side, yeah? And as you say, on the other hand, we have um, Orica, we have Sunweb, you know, who they're having yeah. a women's team and they're doing it properly. And Sunweb were very, 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 very clear that when they won both the team time trial world championships, that the men and the women's team had prepared in exactly the same way. They'd raced mm. the same, you know, they'd, they'd worked together and trained together. And, yep. and, and I mean, God knows. And God knows the men could also learn from Ellen Van Dyke because Ellen Van Dyke is yeah, yeah. Gives the, the gift that brings you Team Time Trial World Championship medals. But yeah, yep, absolutely. You have to be an idiot but also, not to learn from her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also, um, and I think this is a, an important thing that Sunweb does really, really well, is that they they put the work in to ensure that the teams gel off the bike as well, that they that the the men's and women's teams are know each other and support each other and and cheer for each other at races yeah. and, and they didn't are following to. what's going on. They for didn't each other. used to. No, this no. Been, this has been but, something but like that's... when they were live Plantour, they were this... very much a a a, a B, you know an a, an a team and a B team. Yeah. yeah. But Sunweb. But this is exactly being... my point: is that it's something that they cultivated, and and you know, it's 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 a great example of, of you know the thing that I'm really passionate about, which is that so much of this is just about having the will to go. No, we can do it. Yeah, and to me, Movistar. I mean, they had some issues. One of the issues is they started late in the season, so they haven't been mm-hmm. able. And they and you know, I'm pretty sure they tried to get Shayla Gutierrez and Manuela Camda from um, Silence, but you know, I think they started too late. I think a lot of people yep. have got the two-year deals. And I think that if I was Movistar, what I would have liked to have seen is I'd like to have seen them take a year to really understand women's cycling first and, you know, put some throw some money into into develop into development races and in and, in, and into development for sure. But not start this way, because to me what this team says is we're a small team. And yeah. When you're a team the size of Movistar with a sponsor like Movistar, you can't be we're a small team. It's just without it looking shit. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's that's a really important point because, you know, we talk about this sometimes in terms of races, you know, like Flanders or or um, you know, the the Ardennes classics this year, you know, how there is a significance to um names and events that are already familiar to fans of, of the men's side of the sport in general. Um, and because it, it does have um, more media exposure, importantly, for example, and, and stuff like that, it's similar with the teams. When, when a team comes in and shares the name and it's a known property, you know, that, that name has a certain cachet that is, is, for want of a better expression right now, being wasted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a wasted opportunity. I think... You know, maybe next year it'll grow and develop. I, I always think they should have had a lot of Spanish riders in there, yeah? And yep. I always think I completely applaud them being about developing Spanish riders because, you know, the discrepancy between men's cycling and women's cycling in Spain is just astronomical. It's off the charts. Mm-hmm. But I think I wish, you know, I wish Movistar had done it properly. It's just not, it's not, it's just not. Well, it's it's a it's a missed opportunity, and and you know, unfortunately, it's one that that is going to to affect a lot of people. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Here's another missed opportunity for me. 
Uh, Letizia Pagosta yeah. and Elena, Elena Peroni. We talked about them because they were so, so good in the Junior World Championships, obviously. Yeah. Elena Peroni won both the ITT and the World Championship. They're going to Astana. Astana. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Now, there's, there's a country who needs a development team. And it's particularly interesting because, you know, we talked about Italian cycling and its problems developing, um, you know, getting very good at getting yeah. juniors, very bad at getting from juniors getting to them past juniors. The interesting yeah. thing, I think, is looking at Ale Cipollini because Ale Cipollini was, has been traditionally a... Um, uh, an Italian team. We don't know much about what's happening, but they, they've. We do know that Yannick Ensing and Chloe Hosking have ascended, and they're signing yep. over Roxana Knetemann from FDJ and Carline Swinkle, yeah. um, who was a, who's a second, who's going to be a second year pro next year. Okay. Wow. So they're getting less Italian. Yeah. 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 That's really interesting. Um. I, I mean, is there particular? thinking behind that do you know or or is it just something that's that's happening and we're just observing it like is this i guess what i'm asking is do we know if this is like a, a tactical decision or i'm not saying it, it must be kind of i mean I'm, I'm assuming it must be because they have always been very very italian and they've been a sprint yeah. based and they've been a sprint based squad a very specifically sprint based squad now yeah. i Rock, I mean, Chloe Hosking obviously has been a great signing for them, and the combination, mm. even though she's not full time, um, it's yeah. And they've they've had a tradition in the past of it not being a very friendly place for uh, international riders, for non-Italian riders. Like you know, the the, the priority is yeah. in the Italians. But obviously, if if Hosking and Ensing, who's just fantastic, have extended, mm, mm. then yeah, then it can't be all bad. No, so it? they're you definitely know? having a change now. Yeah, yeah, maybe what doing is bringing in more of an international ethos, and then they'll get back to signing the young, you know, signing the young Italians. And actually, yeah, I, yeah. I just don't know what I think. I mean, I think I'm I'm glad there's a big Italian team. I think it's fascinating that they're having to become a big Italian team by taking on more international riders. More... Yeah, yeah, that is it is really interesting. Yeah. I but I think Astana's a waste. I think Astana's a waste for those young riders. I don't. I can't think of anyone oh, that Astana's developed at all. Like, like at all. No. Hey, let's have a look. Have exactly. a look at, I'm just going to have a look at some Astana trans some Astana stats. All right. Well, yeah. You look those up while I try to, you know, look at. I, I was I was going to go. You know, I'll scroll down and see if I can pick other teams that would have been better signings. And the problem is literally every team, <laughs> literally, literally any non-Astana team would have been a better, yeah. a better home. Well, let's have a look team. at their podiums this year. Um, see you know what? Their victories, none of them from an Italian. Um, Arlena Sierra mm. Canadia, who they pulled in, well, obviously um, one in Costa Rica. Um, yep. And a stage at the Semana Classica Valenciana. And that's it. And the others are their national championships and Arlena Sierra's got most of their second places uh, with Sofia Bertizzolo wow. riding with her in Costa Rica and then when you look down their third places their third places um, Ariana Fidanza who's a young rider with an amazing tap with amazing promise third in the Swiss at GP Cham Hagendorn yeah I mean that's 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 a really pretty bad um it's not a great track record, is it? I mean, I mean, let me let me flip it on its side for you. Then, if you could choose where to send them, 
Uh, where would you send Letizia? Now, if I was going to choose where to send a first-year junior, I would send her to Sunweb. Um, both or, or one of the two a in particular? A first-year pro. Yeah. Oh, um, well, I guess Elena Peroni. I mean, Letizia Patsanos is one of my favourites just because I loved her, cheer, her singing, <laughs> singing in the last year. Juniors. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a terrible, terrible reason. But I look at like how Juli- Juliette Labou, for example, has blossomed. I mean, Bowles obviously is a, would be a great place for them yeah, to go. Yeah, do yeah. look at um, look at how. Uh, although you have to very much be able to cope with the B team phenom. Um, <laughs> well, well, yeah. given that we've signed for Astana, I'm not sure that that's going to be a problem. So, not much. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd probably send them anywhere, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, I, I just feel sorry for the young Italians because I don't think they have, I don't think they have choices. So, yeah, um, um, speaking of Sunweb, Sunweb have picked up Ruth Winder, who's a, who's a um, American who's been writing for United Healthcare. They've also signed Panila Mattiason, who I hope you all remember as winning both the ITT and the... Um, and the road race for the under-23 European Championships. She's a second-year pro. She won the Junior Energy Water GC a couple of years ago, and I adore Penila Mattis, and, like, she's just Scandinavian and fun. And, I mean, you know, we don't yet know whether this crop of young Scandi talents, the Cecilia Utrup, you know, the, the, the young Danes, are going to blossom into absolute superstars but i mean look well, at i mean Dietrichson is know, very very special but I, I know one commentator on the sport who seems to bring it up at every opportunity so you know but me yeah <laughs> <laughs> to be fair this is partly because Catherine marsal their um their awesome uh team coach is very has basically done a number on me <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because it's, it's but, so hard to do you know, the woman no, but... who has fallen in love with a writer because she sang brilliantly at Worlds last year. <laughs> oh, come on. It's not like I've got, I don't have space in my, in my pantheon. <laughs> it's, it, your, um, your roster of favourites isn't full yet. So... <laughs> exactly. There's, there's always room, Dan. And writers retire, you know. Um, <laughs> that doesn't stop Emma you Pooley loving them. Emma took up a lot of space. That, that doesn't stop you loving them. Emma Pooley much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, oh. Yeah, but you know, Kat Marcel has done a number on me, and but it's also like when you look at her record, her Palmares, you're like, yeah, shit, I'm, I'm yeah. going to com- well, convince Kat Marcel is what she's talking about. Well, and, so, and yeah. I think the thing is, a, yeah, absolutely, she does know what she's talking about, but also b. She is getting the results. Like these, these oh. are writers that we're mentioning because they're getting the results, and so Emma it's North- early. And as you say, we can't know the full effect of this yet. But so far, holy shit, is it working? Yeah, and Emma, Emma Norsgaard obviously was in second place in the Junior World Road World Championships. Now she's going to Cervelo Bigler. Mm. Um, yeah, that's it's interesting. That, there's a funny thing because the crop of the rider who was absolutely the superstar of the. Um, of the juniors this year, uh, the du- it was it was, it was a Dutch rider Lorena Ribes, and I am surprised that we haven't seen Lorena Ribes. Um, she's going to Pachtel Valkenburg. Yep. I'm surprised we didn't see her snapped up by a big team. But yeah. Okay, quick. Let's let's do this. Let's 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 get on. Um, we talked about uh, um, Roxana Fournier leaving for, uh, leaving um, FTJ. Um, which is, uh, you know, which is 
which is um, interesting because she never really seemed happy there this year. She left to be a team leader and she's not ever really seemed to be seen to be kind of particularly happy. They are also, um, who are they swapping out? They're, they're, they're losing Eri Anami and they're gaining um, Lauren Kitchen and Monique Teneglo from WM3. Yep. Um, who else have we got? What else have we got? Um, Camila Molabro, Virtu, Virtu Pro Cycling, um, a.k.a. Velo Concept. Here's the story about Velo Concept. At the start of the year season, they were called Virtu, and Virtu was going to be the product that they made, but the product wasn't made on time, so they changed their name to Velo Concept. And just before the Mems Tour of Denmark, they changed their name back to Virtu. Not confusing at all. Not confusing at all. Obviously, they, um, we talked about this a bit last week. Last, last week. They, um, they basically did uh, convenient signings to make sure that there used to be BMS Bern, the very small Danish team, and they did some convenient cycling si- signings of riders they knew that weren't going to race very much but had points to ensure that they became world tour teams. Yep. And, and look, we touched on it in our discussion of, of points and the, uh, the um, clever manipulation thereof. And... Um, you know, it it is one of those ones that highlights again the the complexities and Bullshit. arguably desperate need for overhaul of the point system as it exists. I like the bullshit of the point system. As well, <laughs> to be honest, that's that's where that's where I'm going with it, Dan. Um, right. So, Team Vertu, we're doing some swaps in and swaps out for Vertu. Um, who's coming in? They're taking quite a lot of riders from. Well, they're taking Katrin Alarud and uh emily emilia moberg from uh they're taking barbara gurishi from canyon shram and cassia palowska from bowls dolmans okay interesting interesting indeed um obviously they're losing uh panila mattieson as we said yep. and um who else who else are they losing they are sorry. We're looking at the Amazing Cycling Fever website, which like, you can you can just keep rearranging by by which way you want to look at it, and it's just it's just fantastic. Mm. But it does get very confusing because you know a team called Virtu. Oh well, that must be down in the V's, right? But no, it's no. somewhere in the list. <laughs> oh. It's T for team. <laughs> sorry, it's oh. oh my god. I cycling. Why does cycling do this? It's just yeah. Um. So yeah. So they're losing Peniel Matteson and Camila Modlo Pedersen. Another Dane is leaving them and going to Yeah. Uh, we talked about Sunweb. Sunweb are losing um, Sabrina Stultins, who's going to WM3. It's a great fit. She's a cyclocross rider, but she's also been an amazing rider. I'm surprised they let her go. And they're losing Weaver, who's going to Drops. Um, drops, obviously, are Drops are pulling in Ava Berman, Taylor Wiles, as well as Molly Weaver. They're losing Anne-Sophie Doik, the Belgian time trial expert. And obviously okay. Alice Barnes. Um, will that keep yep. them up in the? Will that get? They, they, their goal was to get to the world. I'm not sure that Weaver's. Um, that that yeah, Weaver sure and Wilds. Yeah. No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that their points are going to go because obviously their points go with Alice Barnes, right? Um, UHC yeah. again are going to suffer because Taylor Wilds want to look. Poor UHC. UHC is the is the case study for why the points t point system is bollocks. Yeah. They yeah. 
they struck they've been a really really good american development team they race in the usa domestic season and then they come over for blocks of racing and it has been at the biggest races in the world and they have been very good at them and they have been very good at developing we saw corinna Barra. we saw you know we saw roof winders step up this year Absolutely. They've also been very clear in their ambition to graduate their team. You know, like they are trying to not just develop riders within their team, they're trying to develop their whole program and they do want to make the world tour. And Yeah, and, and it's been very important since the ride ride the world tour. And when they ride world yep. tour races, like we saw in the California, like it looked like it was going to be a Bowles walkover and while Bowles did win, it was a really hard fought battle and they basically yep. um Anna van der Blegger only beats uh, Katie Hall, but by winning uh, intermediate sprint intermediate sprint points yep. on the final crit day, you know this was a yep. this was a race that on paper bowls should have walked over, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it should have been a romp in the park. It should have been very straightforward, and UHC really took yeah. it to them. So you UH- so yeah, they they've definitely been a you know like a a real up and coming team, and I've really had a. Um, you know, like I've been, I've been cheering for them from the the sideline to, to see. You know, the, um, <laughs> the colony's too good, eh? <laughs> but the thing, is, the thing is, is when. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it took you a second, but when you got there, you died. <laughs> Just whatever. Um, no, but it's a serious, it's a serious, serious point. Yeah, it's yeah. a serious point that UHC really suffer from. So while Velo Concept, they literally were showing off about their their first. Oh my God, I was. It was one of those things where you look at you're saying to a team, "Are you really sure you want to be promoting that? You know that that, mm. that, that this is that this is that this is how good." So Velo Concept romped straight into the uh, world tour on the back of um, the points from Amber Neben and Linda Willemsen and and Carmen Small. And of course, Carmen Small had that very bad accident earlier in the year, but I don't think she was planning to do it, planning there. But literally, no UCI wins. And their only podium, they had two podiums, one in the Chrono Gatineau, which was Amber Neben, and Linda Willemsen in the World Tour, in the Bowls Rentals Ladies Tour. Yeah. So those are and, the two riders they signed. Oh, and, and Christina Sigard got a podium in the Tour of Zushan Island. She was third in stage in stage three. But that's not that's not a good that's and and you. Can... It's not a good look for anyone involved, honestly. Like this is the thing: is it's one thing to buy in a whole bunch of points to make sure your team qualifies for the World Tour, but then to not race many races and to then not do well in those races. Kind of makes a mockery of the. Well, no, they raced. They raced a lot of races. It's just that they are a development team. Um, in it's just they shouldn't have been the world. They shouldn't necessarily have been in the world tour. I don't think, and especially they shouldn't have been in the world tour when UHC, who only weren't in the world tour because of the way that the point system worked, and might not be in the world tour next year either. Mm. And and they're just really lucky because if I was sponsors, I'd be like, no, I, I I want you in the world tour. I want you racing in. I want you racing in Europe. But what can they do? They want to develop their riders. They keep developing them. Their riders leave because you know UHC are a development team. That's the letter of a development yep. team. They get no yeah. benefit for developing. And them. and it's 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 the curse of of doing their job well yeah. because they develop riders and they get signed elsewhere and then they lose all yeah. the points and 
you know, I know we've hashed over it a lot, and I know we've already talked a lot tonight about how we're going to bring it up, but maybe it's time to two points. Yeah, I mean, so, well, I think we talked about this last week, I can't remember, but my, my idea, very simple, it's not my idea, it's a lot of people's ideas, is that half the riders' points go, go with them, and half the riders' points stay with the team. Look, honestly, I think that's the simplest rule. I, I mean, ultimately, any rule about point sharing or point splitting or, or whatever you want to call it is going to be basically arbitrary yeah. anyway. I think the fairest thing to do it is go, well, you know, no woman rides alone. And, and you're part of a team and your team contributes to your, your points, um, however you get them. And, you know, whether that's behind the scenes from providing you with equipment and a swanee or, you know, on the road, we're protecting you and keeping you out of the wind and all of that sort of shit. So half up. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's and I mean that way because some people say, well, all the points should stay with the team. But I think that's a little bit difficult. because It doesn't mean that you couldn't have new teams starting. So basically, um well, and it does. It that would also deny the the certain you know ethereal element that that it does take to to separate a truly exceptional cyclist. You know, like there are there are cyclists who are, are just brilliant in their own yeah. right. And well, I mean, we've and we talk ones. about this every year. There's always some every Olympics, every World Championships. There's always some rider who has single handedly got her squad. To fifth in the in, in the world in you know fifth in the world. Yeah. Emma Johansson traditionally did this, where you know pretty much almost single-handedly, Emma Johansson's big bag of points meant that Sweden has maximum numbers to take to Worlds, and we see it with Lotta Lapisto yep. right now. Like you look at the Finnish national the Finnish national team in the World Championships. It's just nothing because it's just ridiculous because it's basically. But all of those riders are there because of Lotta Lapisto's points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, while Lotta Lapisto was and, a sprinter, and so you could say, okay, well, you know, Lotta Lapisto, she, she, you know, she should just those points should go with her. Emma Johansson could pretty much win, win those points all by herself. You know, that was that was that was her shtick, wasn't it? Yeah. Like tons and tons and tons and tons of second and third places. Um, yep. And look, this is this is exactly my point previously, which is that ultimately, however you try to split this, at some point you're just making an arbitrary yeah. call. But and so I, I split it half and really half. Have yeah, no problem with the fifty-fifty. Fifty-fifty, yeah. and that way a development team, like you know, uh, like I mean, a, a development team can do it. And you're not just, and you're also not just like buying in riders for cash. I think there's also something particularly interesting when it's a national level development, team, you know, a specifically nation-based development team like, um, like Oregon, like you know, like like Drops, where they say um, where they start buying in riders from other countries to get the points to get them, you know, to try and get into the World Tour, for example. That becomes or or like yep. or like Movistar, you know where yeah, that yeah. becomes you can cope with that in the beginning when there aren't riders if if you're like an australian team and the aussie riders are all happily fixed in other teams that's 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 one thing isn't it but if you're yeah anyway yeah or if you're hiring or if you're hiring one experienced rider to share experience and help other riders in the team develop you know that also makes sense but yeah you know as you say when when you start hiring in multiples to to get points and make sure that you're you're, you know, sitting at 15 on the standings or whatever and, and in the world tour, 
then you've got to question your reason for being. Oh right? yeah, I mean, and 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 the, I mean, when you're kind of going, oh yay, we've got our first world tour podium, and it's literally in the last, you know, in the last big last race of the season. <laughs> you're like, oh. <laughs> anyway, um, anything else you felt you you had a look at in the cycling transfers? Um, look, those are all the the big things in the in the transfers. I, I mean, uh, I guess the only thing left for me, and it's almost impossible to talk about, is is there's still a lot that we don't know. Lots and um, lots that we don't know. Um, let's talk about riders who've retired. Um, yeah. we've got um, we've got uh, Miriam uh, Miriam Bjornsrud of High Tech Products has retired. Oh, I'm gutted about that. Elise Delzen, the French rider, Monte Sudal, Cecilia Gotas Johnson from High Tech. That's not really a surprise. She was um, a very you know she's in her her forties. That was late. Claudia Lichtenberg, we knew Willa Cole, Tony yeah. Happen Hatterland Lima, wife of Carl Lima. Um, I am glad that high tech has gone on because there were some naysayers who suggested that Carl would stop running the team when his wife wasn't racing. But, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, the couple of riders like that. Who don't we know about yep. now? There's lots of rumors around still. Um, looking... well, like my big, my big retirement question, because we've been asking it every year for several years now is, Will Georgia Bronzini actually retire? Will Georgia Bronzini retire actually next year? Let's look at riders who we know are leaving their teams and are going elsewhere. So we know where Anne Sophie Doik's going. She's a very good ITT, a very good ITT rider. We know that Anna, Anna Knauer, the German rider, a young German rider, is leaving Park Hotel Valkenburg. Um, we know that Colavita Bianchi is closing the long-term mm. American squad. That's really sad to see. Um, very sad to see actually. Um, we know Martina Litter's also leaving drops. Um, yep. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's. 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 It's interesting. Where are they? Where are all these riders going? Yeah. So there's still lots of lots to talk about um, in the future. Yes, indeed. Um, so obviously, more information and updates as as we get it. Um, yeah, I, I. I always feel a little little. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about retirements. You know, like it's sad to see someone go, but it's also nice to see them, you know, like job well done, time to move on. Oh, to, you, to... you know what's super happy is when they, is the more and more riders are retiring and staying in the sport. So, for example, Carmen Small yeah. um, retired from from Vertu, from Vertu, from cycling after that hideous head injury. She's now a DS mm. there. Uh, we saw yeah. Luce Hunnewijk uh, being the team manager for the Dutch national team in the world in the world championships, and that's kind of that's quite. It's it feels that's like cool. it feels like you know we saw Emma Johansson retire, but still um, basically working with Wiggle High Five. You know, there's a lot of yep. there's a lot of that about that I really really yeah. like. It's a lot better than it was, and I think that's my my kind of I've you know been bitching about the UCI, but the <laughs> but the women's cycling is genuinely in a much much better place than it has been you know the salaries yeah, salary absolutely. great no not great sorry salaries aren't great across the board if you're in a top team you're probably getting you know a very top team um you're yeah. probably getting a good salary and you're probably not getting bullshit um no still in some of the some of the so-called top teams are still doing the bullshit like you know locking your wages for turning up with for spurious reasons yeah but it's yeah, better yeah. than it was and yep. the salary arms war is good for riders. You know, I don't think that you need to have a super domestique in a, in a top team having a part-time job anymore. 
Yeah, exactly. And it is good for writers. And, and in the mid to long term, it's good for the sport as a whole because I think this is this is what we're starting to see, as you say. It's um, it's not just the, the writers now, but it's the, the growth in opportunities for writers and they retire to stay in the sport in various capacities. It's, um, you know, as DSs or team managers or, or what have you. Um, it's also the fact that as that, that salary competition kicks in, it forces... Um, teams to sort of start to really sort themselves out and make sure that they they do put proper financials yeah. together and, and the only to... yeah the only thing is yeah. that we still do have like one of the teams we've talked about a lot of riders leaving and we haven't talked about a lot of riders going is WM3 and there are rumours yes. that they're in financial big trouble not because of anything they're doing wrong um, <laughs> I have only heard rumours and it's and and they're shitty rumours and they're shitty rumours but I don't want to get sued. <laughs> But let's just say yeah, yeah. it's not necess- it's not it's not the kind of the team management's fault. No, but I mean and and that's always going to be a vulnerability too. So, you know, I hopefully hopefully learn more details and and the rumors are not as dire as or you know the reality is not as dire as the rumors. Yeah, I think the majority is don't, you know, if don't 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 get sponsored by a modern energy company um is something that I've learned over the last couple of years. Yeah, well, we've seen it happen a few times. Exegy. So, yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, on that happy note. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for cheering us up, Sarah. That was great. <laughs> next week, hopefully, <laughs> we'll be talking about what they'll be racing next year, how the calendars change, the interesting things that are going on, races that are gone, look like they're gone, that might not be races that are coming on, the return of races like Philadelphia Classic, hurrah, um, and things like that. And we'll, I'll do my, I'll get my multicolored spreadsheets up because what do I like better Ooh. than sitting in the on a rainy day doing multicolored spreadsheets? Um, having cup of tea while you do it. That's the only thing. That's that's literally the only thing. Um, if you would like to talk to us, um, don't. But if you oh, really must, do. <laughs> you can find Sarah on Twitter at pwpsycho. I am at Dan W Official. And if you don't hear from me for several days, it's because a I'm ignoring you, and b I'm not here. He's lost in um, the bush. Which is the best place to be lost. Oh my god, so many snakes. Um, oh, which reminds me, I've got to send you a video of a snake love triangle. Oh, 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 um, send me a video of, of any snakes you see while you're camping, because I, I, I don't actually believe that you ever go anywhere dangerous at all. I think it's all just man talk. Um, well, why would I show them to you after you've mean to me like that? That's just rude. Oh, come on, Dan. I thought men love being asked to show videos of their snakes. Not all men? <laughs> that note i win i win this episode yes um check out the uh the website for all details in the future which you can find at prowomenscycling.com the best yet and uh, we'll talk to you again soon thank you thank you for listening